Well, I'm very excited to be joined by Mohammed Ibrahim, the renowned researcher, Egyptologist, and tour guide who will be hosting our Megalithic Marvels of Egypt tour this May. Mohammed, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome, uh, Dee. It's also, always a pleasure to uh, be in your show. There are some rare vintage photos of this mysterious pyramidal structure, Muhammad, that you call the Egypt Area 51. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? I think uh, during 1960 or close 65, 62, 63, uh, the uh, Egyptian government uh, made a small uh, unit, army unit, or let's say like a, a defense, and they surrounded the area. And they, the place is uh, considered as uh, an army area from that time. So it is not accessible. Uh, there is no photos. There is no permissions. All the photos we have uh, before 1960. Uh, so we don't have any update of the shape of the, the place. Uh, there is a very uh, interesting and what I can call it mystical granite box uh, in the, in the uh, base of that uh, room, that giant room in the lower level of the ground. The, the, the box is about 100 tons or more. Uh, why I say more? Because as I told you, we only have all the photos and it doesn't show us uh, like detailed information or good details. Okay. Uh, there is a very strange shape of a lid from granite with a kind of two knobs from, from the, uh, not from the sides, but from the, the big body, it looks like also like two bases of electricity, like what we see in the electric towers, those towers in the desert side. So those big heads, they uh, uh, put the wire on something similar on that uh, lid of uh, the granite box. Okay, So everything uh, connected with the, this uh, uh, temple or this uh, pyramid, we call it uh, the uh, Nazlet Al Aryan, Zawiyat Al Aryan, Zawiyat Al Aryan pyramid. Everything connected with this pyramid is very strange and unique. Okay, and but the most strange thing is why they don't let us have permissions to go and to inspect and to see uh, what is going on. There is something else that maybe this pyramid is the one who got all the, the fame. But there is another one, by the way, close to this pyramid. And uh, that second one maybe still have the upper structure. Okay. And I think also it has the same type of titles uh, leading to the same meaning. Uh, but the second pyramid still have the upper structure. But not many people, maybe like 10, 20 people all over the world know about this pyramid. Yeah, I mean, the photo... I recently have uh, the, this idea, this opinion, uh, sorry, th this information. Yeah, this photo is absolutely incredible. Again, this is a very old photo. I don't know if this is from the 30s or 40s, but it shows this man underground. So this is subterranean, standing on this massive megalithic granite box with a cutout. It has to be at least 100 tons, but the most amazing part is this cylindrical opening on the top, this oval-shaped lid uh, 
opening with a lip and then there's that lid with these knobs any idea what that lid was for no no ideas but my guessing it is a way to link wires okay uh, and the, these wires will be linked with something else so it must be devices were there one day and was were taken of course and do you call or it other or other uh, pieces will would fit okay with the opposite design and would fit uh, above this uh, design and do you call it the area 51 just because it's so off limits and you can't see it anymore is that the biggest reason why yeah the, something like this because yes you cannot approach the area like the same area 51 okay uh, so many i will not call it phenomenons but let's say we, we have so many things unexplained uh, and the idea that this pyramid may be connected with uh, that, that title stargate because we didn't find any other pyramid had the same title so this is the only title, and maybe the other pyramid too, I just mentioned, they, they have the title Stargate. Okay. Maybe the other pyramids too, but we didn't find yet anything can prove the, this meaning or this title. You grew up in the shadow of the Great Pyramids, right? I mean, you grew up there in Egypt. And tell us, because uh, you're not just a tour guide, which that is a huge part of what you are, but... Um, a lot of people don't realize you're an actual studied Egyptologist and not just anybody can become an Egyptologist. You have to devote yourself to years of study. Tell us just a little bit about that really quick. And how did you become one of the rare Egyptologists who also believes that a megalithic civilization predated the dynastic Egyptians and built the pyramids? Yes, as you said, that I literally I grew up yes in the shadow, but not the Great Pyramid Saqqara, the shadow of Saqqara. So imagine a young boy like me when I used to open the window uh, in our kitchen, I was able to see Saqqara Pyramid from our kitchen every morning. Every morning, look from the the window, I see Saqqara Pyramid. Uh, our house was four uh, floors. It was like small building. Okay. Uh, separate uh, apartments. So we lived in the third apartment. So when I, when I used to go to the top roof, I could see the entire of Saqqara, the pyramids of Dahshur, see Abu Sir, and from a distance I could see Giza pyramids. So in um, if I like walk for uh, 30 or 40 minutes, I would go to uh, Memphis Museum. Uh, the, the trip to Saqqara was like a piece of cake was something very easy. I could do it in, in uh, any time, uh, any day uh, during the week. Um, um, our school, school and primary school, they used to take us to field uh, trips to Saqqara, to Dashur. Okay, so that was uh, my first time to get attracted to these sites and to get attracted to that job, to become a tour guide. Okay, uh, when I finished high school and I went to the university, Faculty of Tourism and Hotels. Yeah, I know the name looks more uh, related to tourism, okay? but there is a section for tour guides. And in, in this division, we studied everything about Egypt. And, and I, I say it correctly, Egypt. I didn't say ancient Egypt because we studied ancient Egypt. 
We studied Greek, Greek Roman Egypt. We studied Coptic Egypt, Islamic Egypt. We studied all the Islamic dynasties who ruled Egypt from 700 AD or exactly 642 AD till the Ottoman Empire, 1500 AD. We studied uh, the, all the, the battles, uh, all the uh, invasions, all the cultures and civilizations till uh, 1950, 1965. Okay. So I can tell you, I studied me and my colleagues all the Egyptian history from thousands of years ago or BC till almost 2080. That's why, and not only history, but also religion, art, language, um, uh, literature, okay, uh, we studied the uh, also social uh, life, we studied medicine, not in, in deep details, of course, but we started to have like, uh, like a piece of fruit from each tree. That gave me the chance to read more, but I was able to understand what kind of reading I need, what kind of books I can buy. Because as an example, they give us a small hint about the prehistoric uh, Egyptians. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. Uh, when I graduated, I started to uh, find these books about uh, the early history of ancient Egypt. And that I found that this part is magical. And, and this part can give us so many information, so many hidden uh, information about ancient Egypt. And uh, many people didn't, didn't pay attention to the prehistoric times because they expected that prehistory, the prehistory of Egypt is just for primitive people. It was primitive civilization. But I found the opposite, that uh, it seemed that the, there was, at, at the beginning, I sought one civilization, but now I can say many advanced civilizations before what we call it ancient Egypt, or what I, we can call it now the dynastic Egyptians, which started 3000 BC and ended almost 300 BC. So one of the highlights of our tour is going to be our private after hours, two hour long visit inside the Great Pyramid. Of Giza, and I was absolutely blown away last year on our private tour inside the Great Pyramid. And I want to set this up and ask you, Muhammad. It's crazy because mainstream uh, history or archaeology or Egyptology tells us that again the pyramids were built simply as tombs by the dynastic Egyptians. Well, it's one thing to read that, but once you go in the pyramid you realize this thing is not even really functional for humans to be climbing through. Uh, I mean, I could barely ascend and descend some of those 300-foot passageways with the modern-day wooden stairs and railings they've put in. How in the world would an, an ancient Egyptian funeral procession have walked through the pyramids with relics and statues and ornaments that that steep you can't do it you would have slidden down on those smooth uh granite surfaces 
So that was one thing that jumped out to me is this thing does not even seem functional to be used as a tomb. Uh, what are your thoughts and theories regarding the Great Pyramid and what it might have been in ages past? Look, when I debate with my colleagues, I always use very simple logic and telling them, okay, if we agree that the king is going to build a pyramid to be his tomb, how long the pyramid will take in, in your opinion, asking my colleague. So the, uh, the estimate time, they think about 20 years, because this at the time was mentioned in the uh, history book of Herodotus, the Greek traveler who came to Egypt. So I tell them, okay, 20 years, that is very risky uh, uh, order or uh, plan because the king can die in any year after giving the order of the pyramid to be built. So in this case, where the king is going to be buried. And, and that pyramid will not be completed if the king died today and the pyramid is 50%. So no way to finish the 50% in a short time, in a week or so. Okay, and the second king is going to start his new pyramid and the third and the fourth. So this is what I call it the impossible uh, plan. Okay, uh, and it is now very easy to debunk in the story that the pyramid was built to be a tool. But we can approve the second story or if we can fix this story that the pyramid was used as a tool. That makes more sense. Okay. And the pyramid, and you know, I used to say that the pyramid was used as a tomb. It was a kind of uh, like uh, the king was trying to bring or to put himself in a fancy place in, an, uh, in a pyramid. And it's like a fancy parian. Uh, no, my, my latest opinions are completely different now. I think that the king wanted to receive the energy of the pyramid. The king wanted to cross through portals. The king wanted to be, uh, to have the chance to may, maybe come back to the first life or to use the, the energy of the pyramid to uh, cross. Or, it is a kind of a spiritual uh, uh, aspect. It is not just a silly king wanted to be buried in that famous structure. No, my, my guessing now, no. So I believe that they understood that the pyramid is a generator of energy. And when we say generator of energy, not necessarily this limited option only. I can tell you that the pyramid was proved to have hundreds of functions, not just one or two, many, many functions. And I believe every time we, we dig and search deeper, we will find more functions to the pyramid. So one of the functions of the pyramid it's a place to collect the cosmic waves and, and the, what we call it the Moan uh, waves. And that kind of Moan waves is the one they use it now to create pictures to the interior of the pyramid. Okay, X-ray and uh, other types of rays couldn't uh, go through and give us uh, a good picture of the interior of the pyramid. So I believe those kings who uh, maybe yes, maybe not buried themselves inside the pyramid. It was a way to get a ticket to the afterlife, but not the regular after, afterlife. No, it was a way to explore or to get the chance to their maybe body or uh, soul to explore uh, other dimensions because that uh, 
what they used to hear from the priest when the priest was explaining the energy and the power of the permit. So that is my idea about the, and this is what we feel when we do that private visit, okay? And the, the beauty of the private visit is you go in a time there is nobody else, okay? And that's why, and I, I believe you, of course, and all my uh, clients in, in my tours in the last 20 years had felt the same. When we go to Giza Plateau, uh, second or third day of the trip, uh, in what we call it the public visit, they enjoy Giza Plateau, they enjoy the uh, stories and everything. But when we go again at the end of the tour, they see different Giza Plateau. They feel different Giza Plateau. They enjoy different atmosphere, different environment, because there are nobody there except our group is a small or big group. And that is for two hours. That is a privilege. Uh, is not uh, easy for almost 90 or 95 percent of the visitors of Egypt. Yeah, on this tour, uh, you're going to receive exclusive access to see and touch the megalithic marbles of Egypt up close, learn about the hidden history of Egypt uh, from Muhammad, meet new friends in a friendly and inclusive environment. And uh, Muhammad, pulling from his 20 plus years of guiding tours, I can say firsthand puts a real personal touch. Uh, on on these tours and he's going to take us where most tourists again won't take you to eat the best local food we're going to stay at some of the nicest hotels and most importantly we're going to see the most mesmerizing megalithic parts of each site and uh like he said from cruising down the nile river man what an experience that is drinking coffee on the nile with a gentle breeze blowing over your face to soaring in a hot air balloon over the luxor sunrise or riding camels alongside the giza pyramid our Egypt adventure will be the trip of a lifetime. We hope that you will join us and uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, if you have any questions at all, you can go to uh, info at megalithicmarvels.com. We hope you'll enjoy us and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Mohammed. You're welcome, Dee. <laughs>